0: Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Saturday, June 25th, 2022. Our bit today is taken from Acts chapter 1, verse 7. And that says, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power or authority. Oh friends, our Lazy Day Saturday is here. And I suppose some of us are so lazy right now that we don't even have the energy to celebrate it since we're just right into the laziness mode. But that's okay, for it's a day to do exactly as we want without any constraints or restraints whatsoever. However, that doesn't give us leeway to be sinful. We can do whatever is right and calmly in God's eyes, according to his marvelous word. On Saturdays, though, we do have to check out the quotes our friend Anselm sent us this past week as he aspires to inspire us for a better tomorrow and see how they fit into our Christian milieu or environment. So here's the first one. It says, the power for creating a better future Is contained in the present moment. You create a good future by creating a good present. And that's the truth in spades, my brethren, since the future is based on the present, which we learn to handle by studying the past. In other words, the present is the building block, the foundation of the future. And whatever you sow today is what you will reap in the future. So, if you desire to have a good future, then you must begin by creating a solid foundation for it today. And the best foundation for anything in this universe is Jesus. Yes, friends. It's like Jesus said of the man who built his house on the rock. That's him. And the rains and the floods and the winds and everything came. But you know what? They couldn't wash away that house that was built on the solid rock that is Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. However, the house that was built on a porous foundation, one that was not Jesus, like sand, chaff, sin, or some such weak material, was immediately swept away. Yes, great was the fall of it. And that's what happens to those lives that are not built on the solid rock that's Jesus Christ. Their futures are sad and gloomy and filled with destruction. And if you don't know the story, then you can find it all in Matthew 7, 24 to 29. So please read it as soon as possible. And if you haven't yet built your house on Jesus, you better do that right now, yes, my brethren? Because, you see... <laughs> how that major storm called COVID suddenly came upon us two years ago, and how many houses fell down because they weren't built on Jesus Christ. As they say, a word to the wise is sufficient. Yes, it's supposed to be. And the next quote advises, the less you respond to negative people, the more positive your life will become. Now, that's a true statement to a certain extent because not listening to negative people doesn't automatically make your life positive, it just makes it less negative. And why is that, you ask? Because to have a positive life, you must do positive things, not just restrain from negative ones. And that's why this next quote is also so important. I believe that you should gravitate to people who are doing productive and positive things with their lives. And that's the awesome truth, my people. As much as possible, we ought to surround ourselves or get involved with positive and productive people, for in that way, some of their positive productivity will surely rub off on us. Making our lives even better. And yes, it's best if we can get around positive, productive Christians, but that doesn't mean we have to shun positive, productive unbelievers, for even they have useful stuff to teach us. We just have to be careful not to allow them to lessen our witness for Christ. In fact, we ought to use that witness. To let them know about the wonderful benefits of living for Jesus. And hopefully, when they see our faithful witness, they will want to give their lives to Him too. Yes, my people, there's nothing as exciting and incentivizing as seeing someone walk their talk. For as we all know, actions speak more forcibly than words. And that's why Christianity is not more pervasive throughout the world because not enough incentivizing witness from us is being seen, from us supposed believers. And maybe that's why Christ's return is taking so long. As Matthew twenty four fourteen implies, it says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. But you know what? Christ also told the disciples, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power or authority, but ye shall receive power after that or when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And that comes from Acts 1, 7-8. The long and short of the story, though, friends, is that we are not to concern ourselves with the when of Jesus' second coming, which only the Father knows. Our job is to be ready for whenever he comes and to keep being good witnesses wherever we are. And how do we do that? The next quote intimates one way of doing it by saying, change your thoughts and you change your world. And that's no lie, especially if you are coming to Jesus as a new believer or intending to become more mature in the faith. That's why what Paul writes "Thus to the church at Corinth, therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature or creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And we all know that comes from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Yes, my brethren, if we want to change our world, the first place we have to consider is our minds, because that's where all the activity in our life begins and ends. Our minds are the battlefield on which we fight life. Therefore, whatever we think is basically what controls our life. If we think evil or wicked thoughts, then our actions will most likely be wicked and evil. And the same goes, goes for good and positive thoughts. That's why what Paul says, we need to change our thinking, change our thought patterns, when we come to Christ, our old way of thinking must be put away and be replaced by the new thinking that permeates Christ's kingdom. And when we make that change in thinking, our lives change for the better. No, not necessarily for the easier, because at that time, then tests are involved to find out if we are truly committed to Christ. But there is no need to worry about that, because with each test, the Lord also gives us the wherewithal to pass it. And then we are at last in a position to do what this last quote tells us. Dwell on the beauty of life, watch the stars, and see yourself running with them. Now, isn't that a wonderful way to live this life? It surely is. What can beat looking up to heaven with Jesus in your life and seeing the myriad of heavenly bodies up there shining brightly with God's omnipotent help and then imagining yourself as one of those bright lights shining a heavenly light down here on this fallen earth? Nothing is better, my fellow saints. And remember, Christ died so that we could have abundant life down here on earth. That means a good and enjoyable life. Heaven right here on earth. But it doesn't just fall into our laps. We have to walk towards it through living sincerely and diligently for him. Much love. And the postscript for today says, "Oh." How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear because it drives away each and every fear. And that's the gospel truth, people. The name of Jesus just excites and enlivens and energizes us so that fear can't do anything to us. So please, let's seriously consider living a sincere and diligent life for Jesus because that's the only sensible way to live this earthly life. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.